this morning I'd like to um, introduce Andy Welsh. Andy founded Keto Life with his um, co-founder Joe um, because I quote, he got tired of eating salads twice a day after his own keto journey. So I'm sure Andy can explain a bit more about that. But originally embraced a diet to improve his stamina and also power for triathlon training. To satisfy the craving for a sandwich, started by developing um, two keto versions or a few keto versions actually of bread treats of various sorts um, with a fraction of the carbs of normal products. Um, and they became the prototypes of some seriously low carb products. We'll talk about how that's grown from there. So welcome, Andy. Thanks very much for joining us this morning. Really appreciate it. Um, Absolute pleasure. I'm, I'm excited. It's good fun. I still really excited <laughs> a bit for a change. So um, yeah. So what? So tell me. Tell me from the start. What, what were you doing before you founded Keto Life? Have you always wanted to start your own food business, or um, I hadn't even thought about it for 25 years? Um, basically, my background has always been in IT, technology, systems, uh, back office like HR, um, finance, recruitment, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And just the way it's grown, my Previous life was um, as an interim for global multinationals, usually about 70, 80,000 employees, um, 50, 70 countries. And I'd go in there as the interim program manager or program director and help usually insource something or outsource something, uh, efficiencies, move all HR to a different country and that sort of thing. So um, lots and lots of corporate uh, governments and uh, program structures, which... um, when you're when you're doing that sort of thing uh, and sitting in airports all the time, sometimes your mind wanders and you think of what else can I do apart from sitting in this airport again? Uh, it's fun to begin with, it really is, but it, it gets quite tiring. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean that, that that's kind of my background. Uh, I'll, I'll stop there. And yeah, tell me about your light bulb moment. Where did the idea come from? Okay, so um, so whilst I've always got little ideas going on, niggling away, um, I'd actually got to a point um, of almost exhaustion with the corporate world and uh, uh, cross-country CEOs and uh, CFOs and things trying to manage their fiefdoms and uh, attack each other all the time. And I thought, I just, I just had enough. I just need to take some time off. And uh, I like to have something in mind. So I thought I'd try and do a... I do triathlons, um, you know, relatively short ones, uh, basically um, swim, bike, run, for those that don't know about them. And mm. I fancy doing a, a long one, which is called an Ironman. And uh, for those, again, don't know, it's a 3.2 mile swim in a lake, usually. Uh, this one was in the sea. Uh, 112 mile bike ride up and down uh, the hills of Wales. And then you finish it with a, a marathon. And for me to have any chance of doing it, I thought I, I need to do this properly. So I looked at what I need to do, Google everything as I do in my life. And um, it was a combination of exercise, obviously, uh, sleep to recover, uh, stretching so I don't snap like an elastic band and uh, nutrition. And mm-hmm. so when I looked into nutrition, um, I just bumped, just stumbled across. It's quite big in America and it's only just starting here. This whole idea of uh, putting your body in, into ketosis and, and keto and nutrition, keto lifestyles. And um, I saw people getting really good results. Um, basically what I, and I, there's, there's no medical statements here, by the way, I'm not a medical professional, so we'll, we'll take, it, take it as a pinch of salt. But um, from what I've, what I've learned is that your, your body uh, in, in the blood can carry about three, 4,000 calories uh, of glucose that can transport around your body. And when you're doing a, a long race, like a marathon, 
come about 14, 15 miles, you'll run out of energy. You know, you're depleting. No matter how much you try and put in, you can't process it all. And when you're in ketosis, what you can do is you basically release the fats in your body. I'll keep it nice and short. And you can utilize uh, using ketones to transport that energy all around your body. And a typical healthy person has about 40,000 calories in their intrinsic fat compared to 3,000 calories. So what happens is you don't hit that wall and you can train for longer. And I thought, okay, that's, that's exactly what I need to do. Right, okay, so keto, uh, Google keto. Uh, where do I go? Where do we all go? Amazon, right, Amazon. I need to get rid of all my carbs and um, replace, if you think about it, I need to replace my potatoes, my rice, my bread, my pasta, you know, all the things I, I like eating, which things like pasta you use for energy. So it's kind of a bit of a juxtaposition. Googled um, keto anything. Couldn't find anything, literally couldn't find anything online. Uh, did a bit more research and you can find it on amazon.com in America and keto is really, really big, but there was just nothing in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, so I did a bit more research, thought, well, how am I going to do this? Um, found some really good recipes online, um, some really, really good recipes. I'm not a baker or a chef as such, I like to cook, but um, I thought, okay, let's start doing this. And created some really good results uh, the first one being a loaf uh, of loaf of bread so i have my cheese on toast and sandwiches and that sort of thing surely someone else must want this as well um so in the time because if you think about it previous world i'm i've got 15 team uh, teams meetings before people are really using teams i'm constantly on calls at four o'clock in the morning talking to china always on activity so my head's full of thinking i've got to do something about this so i just contacted every uh, bakery that I didn't know um, and one of them came back and the one that came back actually also um, supplies TGI Fridays, Pret a Manger, British Airways and I thought oh my god this is amazing so um, it was back in September 2019 that um, I thought uh, we had our first production trials and they said yeah we like it it works this is great I'm like, brilliant I've, I've got, I'm gonna have a company and they went but we can't do anything with you I said, what do you mean? Well, it's September, isn't it? It gets busy now. We're looking after all our retail clients. So um, you could you just have to wait, if you could do, until uh, January when we can pick this up again. But my, 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 my time of my funding is going down, but I'm now thinking this could be a real opportunity. And what, what do I do? So I, I held on. I got to January. We relaunched it. They liked it. They signed off, kicked off the website. And two weeks later... They dropped me as a product. Um, it's like my whole life is just over. Um, basically, it, it, because the you'll find when you're using different ingredients compared to when you dough, it gets quite sticky, mm. and um, it was just it was just causing them too much manual intervention to run it. Um, and with a lot of panic, we um, managed to find a, a, a new provider in about three or four weeks. Launched and off we went. And then four days later, COVID kicked in. That, that's another part of the story. So yeah, so I know it's a bit long, but that's, that's kind of how it all came about. A bit, bit of an accident, but um, saw a gap in the market, really. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, so when you came to, if we roll forward a little bit further then, you, when you came to, first came to work with Frog Hop, you had a number of different bread products already. What was, yes. your, what was your approach to then building your portfolio from there? So the vision I had... So basically, with, with the bread, um, when uh, we launched, obviously, um, COVID kicked in, everything slowed down. 
we're trying to launch something that is healthy, nutritious. And you think when, if you remember in those first weeks of COVID, yeah. you weren't thinking about healthy, nutritious, you're thinking about where's my wine, what can I do, the end of the world, and let's just party sort of thing, or trying to you know, indulge. Um, so we didn't actually get live until July properly. Um, and we went from selling 20 loaves a day. Someone started talking about us on Facebook. The next week we were doing 12,000 loaves. And the following month we were doing 50,000 loaves a month. And it hasn't stopped since really. And it really made me think, my God, people really love this as a convenience. And so the, the vision kind of changed to, um, well, what else is there? And in my head, the sort of the strap line was, where there's a carb, there's an opportunity. You know, so what else could I, could I make? Um, and the answer is, I can't make anything. <laughs> I'm not a chef, I'm not a, I'm not a developer. So I started you know, typing away, looking for someone that could help me out. And um, stumbled across this, this crazy name called Foghop. Um, and that's how, I, that's how I came across you guys. Um, and I remember when we first spoke, it was the typical sort of qualifying questions. What product would you like us to work on with you? And my response is everything. It's like, well, we can't do everything. I said, like, but no, no, you need to do everything. Well, I don't know what it is yet. And I kind of listed with my business partner the, the things we'd like to work on. And I could just list things out that, you know, have carbs in from hot dogs, sausage rolls, pies, pasta, um, pizza. Um, and then you start getting create, uh, more generic in things that are already out there, like granola and the likes. But then you get a bit crazy and go, what about chips? And, um, well, we all know where that's going at the moment. So it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> yes, we do. I remember the big list. Well, we still have the big list. We're just working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, tell me about your um tell me about your sales process where are you selling the products and how's this evolved so when we when we started um we were we had a had a vision of selling obviously um well we would love to be in retail and having seeing our low for our products on the shelves in tesco or, or marks and spencers but the um the commercial baker said you need to get into food services this is where mm -hmm. this is where the, the edge is here um, whether you're offering a, an alternative so you can have sandwiches on, on shelves or you're providing large companies because it's a much easier sales process. So, we went, yeah, that's brilliant, excellent. So we literally started those conversations just before COVID. And then um, we had our website, uh, which we built up on Shopify. Um, and I looked at an awful lot and I've got a technical background. For those that are thinking about um, 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 what option for an e-commerce website, I would really promote Shopify because you can start off at a really low cost and grow it. I'm not an affiliate, by the way. I'm just, it, just the, the, the value it's given me has been amazing. And um, all 50,000 loaves that we've got to be selling at the moment per, per month, plus all our other products and everything else, are all e-commerce, all online. Um, trying to keep up with the growth of the company and actually structure it because customer service is so important to us and having that experience, not just on the good food, but actually the good experience right from the opening experience, the, the questions people have afterwards, finding out about nutritional values, just asking generic questions. Um, we want to make it as good as possible. So we've been chasing ourselves to support the, the orders that we've got and everything has been on, um, on, on Shopify, on e-commerce, on uh, seriouslylowcarb.com. Um, we've now got to a point though, because we've invested and grown, that we're now going back to those original conversations and starting to talk to retailers again, food services companies, and hopefully we'll be in 
800 shops um, for our sandwiches coming up in the next sort of two, three months. And there's a, um, hopefully a few retailers will be in as well. So, so it's interesting. Every manufacturer, especially in the bakery, says don't get involved in retail. They'll, they'll do things to you that I won't repeat on this, uh, on this, web, on this, on this chat. But um, I see it as a really important um, evolution in our journey. Um, I think it's been great with the support we've got from our loyalty base um, that have built up our brand from, for believing us online um, and, and through. And it's not just online. You, you, you see us on where they buy um, or where they ask the questions. So although I started with endurance, we've done a lot of surveys and 80% of our customers buy to lose weight for, you know, for dietary purposes. Uh, we have a huge demographic, slightly overlapping, of type 2 diabetics. We have, uh, and they are sometimes at a, a later stage in life, not necessarily at a, 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 a weight issue, um, but there's a whole demographic sort of crossing over there. We've also got type 1, and type 1 have come across, but a lot of those type 1s are uh, younger people, children. So the, the mums and dads, rather than working out what they need to give, they can go, just have some toast, jump in the car, let's go to school type thing. So, so um it's been really interesting as we've learned selling direct to our end user and i think if we just sold into retail to start with it would be a much longer journey to understand who our end users were so it's been really really valuable in in, in that sort of insight because we can ask people those questions do you know what i'm just going to back up very slightly i've had a yeah of course Clara, actually. Clara, Clara's asking we started with bread um how do you know what and we talked about the big list you you came to us with in terms of yeah. investment. um the question is how did you know what you wanted to launch next? So, combination. So we we truly believe if you do make a really good product that you that you believe in, that you would eat, then people will come. Okay, and then you've got to look at. Uh, we looked at a couple of dimensions. There's the barrier to make it work. So there's some things you can go. I can, I could probably make a better recipe than that online. And how good can I commercialize it? Um, the whole commercialization story for me now because we're working with you and your knowledge of I don't know how big your network is of people that you know but whenever I speak to you I always get like oh actually I know I spoke to someone yeah I, I know someone I can introduce you and it's it's endless so that that barrier to commercialization is easier and it became more of a how do we make this work um you know how do we get this product out so if I if I give you a couple of categories for example um, some that jump out, we think of keto and low carb, we could look at pasta. Yeah, that's, that's an obvious one, isn't it? Um, actually, it's really difficult to do pasta to get that, to get that fine grain, um, like a double zero flour. Um, but then you've got things such as pizza. Well, that's going to be, you know, that doesn't happen. You look at thousands of different recipes online and no one's really made it because they use grated cauliflower or egg as the base and that sort of thing. It's like, no, 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 come on. Let's reinvent, let's really reinvent it. And um, that's when the, the frog hop larder opens up, creaks open, you look inside and it's just, there's just a plethora of things. I don't even know how to pronounce half the names. And working with you guys, it's just made it really easy to go, you know what? I think my customer from speaking to them would like this more. Can we just do this? Because I feel that the complexity of making it goes away because I've got you guys and we can bounce ideas off and just make it happen. And then in terms of if we can make it happen and it feels and looks like a dough or something that you would do when you then go through a manufacturing process, 
we will find the manufacturer. So that confidence level of um, worrying of which product should I do goes away. You know, think about what you think is the right thing for your customer and just do that. Um, the problem I've got is our customers want sausage rolls, they want pork pies, they want pasta, they want pastry, they want granola, they want chips. And so I want to do them all. Um, and therefore it becomes more of a, a budget restraint of, well, what can I do? And we're actually at a point of our challenge now. So we've been working, for those that don't know, we're working with Mel for it's about six months now, on and off, sort of thing, get up and running. Um, mm -hmm. We've now got the point where all these, I want this type thing, or my customer wants this, have been developed to a point of now we are going to be able to do it. And we're doing production trials with manufacturer, manufacturer, manufacturer. And then there's the challenge of the MOQ, you know, that, that minimum order quantity. And when you're working with a, uh, an international pizza manufacturer, you know, 25,000 pizzas is quite a lot to do. Um, what I found though is if you go there with uh, honesty and passion and, and real true intent and, and wanting to almost partner with them, they just drop their MOQs because they say, you know what, actually we'd like to work on this and we see you're not that big. So we'll drop your MOQ from 25,000 to 5,000. And we'll, and we'll just help you through it. And actually, if you want to come and join us and use our production lines, whenever you want, you can do. And the whole journey just changes and these barriers just start to start to fall down. So yeah, to, to go back to that question, think about what your customers want and work with Mel and you'll, you'll get, and just, just go for it. Give yourself a date and just work to that date. And you'll think, I don't know how to do that, but it will just happen. So, so go, whatever it is, go for it. That's wise words indeed. <laughs> Um, so um, I know that, you know, you've, you've clearly taken decisions about who to outsource various things to, but also how to, um, what to do in-house. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what, what the company looks like now and what your, what your setup is from a... Yeah, so we're about 22 of us at the moment, mm -hmm. um, combination of sort of warehouse, operative, team, production and uh, in-house. So my, my approach has always been just go and do it. Um, and I, when I'm talking about that, that could be a, uh, from a business planning perspective. Um, but let me take a step back. It's from a, custom, a company administration. So I need to set up a company. I need to um, sort out legals, NDAs, et cetera. Now I could, I could outsource that and, or I could go online and find a company to do that and they're going to charge me under 50 pounds set up a company. Or you can go into HMRC and go set up a company, it costs you 10 pounds and it's done. And you go, but have I broken it? I don't know, have I broken it? Oh no, I haven't. And things just happen and you can just do stuff. And mm. a, a lot of occasion people take a step back and go, oh, I don't have to do that. I need to get a, a web developer in and design a website. And I, oh, how am I gonna afford 2000 pounds to do that? Don't do that. Just log into Shopify and go, oh, you just drag and drop pictures. Oh, I've got a website. You know, how do I turn on my banking? I can't do banking. Oh, click here, do banking, put password in. Oh, it's done. And all of a sudden you build things. And the way our team has grown is initially helping me fill the gaps of the bits that I don't know. And I've started out with a kind of a freelance. I use Upwork, I use um, Fiverr, all these sort of freelance websites to help me do that oh my god i've got a really complicated thing to do with a business case um i'm sure i need to get evaluation i really am stuck here and you get to a point where you don't know how to do that so you get a bit of freelance working for 
ten ten dollars an hour, and you and for fifty dollars you've got what you want. But so you help you build, and you learn from that, and then you do it yourself for a bit. But then you get to a point where you go, right, this big is this piece is big here. So an example would be uh, the food development side of things, and it got to a point where we just were not progressing. So we had to make the commitment of going. We need to not only do we need to work with Frog Hop to do the clever thought and development process, but we need someone to help think about, innovate, project manage, align, tie us in with our market. And so we've got our um, uh, we've got a collect our, our product and innovation uh, manager on board, and we've gone from trickling our products to can't keep up with how many products are coming. And you and you do that with all your parts of your business. HR, finance, payroll, um, IT, whatever. Do it yourself for a bit until you see the gap. Do it in-house. On our team now, um, because of the expertise levels we've got in some areas, such as our accountancy and, and, and sort of financial planning, we couldn't afford that chartered accountant at the moment. So that stays outsourced. But in terms of uh, our bookkeeping or some administration, we can bring this in-house and because it's happening every day and we can save money that way. So it, it's a very... 22 people internally, we've probably got about 10, 12 people externally that are pretty much working with us full time. Amazing. So you've taken the rare step of setting up your own warehouse and logistics, which is... Um... Yeah, not by choice, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did that come about um, and what, what does it offer? So when we um, launched a com- the company Crashed, uh, we couldn't sell anything and we, we, people couldn't buy yeast or flour. So mm-hmm. we, we could get hold of it from the from the producers. And so we were getting five tons of yeast in to my house, um, clean kitchen, etc. And we were sitting there pouring it into little bags, doing that, selling it online uh, on Amazon just to survive. Yeah. And we were doing a thousand packs of yeast. And so we then having to run up to uh, uh, the petrol, not petrol station, the post office with loads of bags. You've got people queuing in typical post office, you know, little bitty yeah. post office. And we've got 25 bags of these grey bags going, I'm really sorry, and just handing them over. And that, that's our logistics warehouse from day one. Right. Um, as we've grown, what we've found out that we've, um, and we've jumped and we've got help from our local council to get us places initially, we are doing on average about 120,000 uh, cardboard parcels a year. Mm-hmm. And that's given us a massive opportunity to uh, build an infrastructure to do that. Now I've got a technical background. So my whole mentality is rather than to get lots and lots of people is how can I automate it? Yeah. And when you're automating it, you need, you need to provide the, uh, the infrastructure to allow that system automation to work. And um, yeah, we, we've now got to a point where we've, well, it starts off, we've got our uh, initial warehouse. We then moved into a 7,000 foot um, square foot warehouse recently. Um, and initially it was for us to do our products. Um, it's all set up and nice and efficient. But we had one client that contacted us because our bot phrase become so popular, um, saying, oh, can I, I'm setting up a low-carb warehouse uh, or shop. Can I sell your bread? It's like, I'd love you to, but I can't. It doesn't make sense for me to get my bread baked, get it to me, then get it to ship to you, and then you ship it to the customer. Not only that is not very green, to say the least, um, the bread would... Uh, you know the, the life shelf life of the bread is deteriorating by the time it gets to the end person so I said what are you doing in terms of um, your logistics and they went oh we're just setting up so I said well I'll tell you what why don't you give me your best quotes that you've got from third-party logistics companies 
um, and I will beat them on price and SLA. And it's, a, it, and it's, it's my first time I'll give it a go. I've never built a third-party logistics company, but because our economies of scale and we specialise in food, should we give it a go? And they've never looked back since. And more clients coming on board. And now we've got a business which does third-party logistics as well. Um, we're actually going for our BRC um, uh, food storage and logistics um, accreditation as well. So we'll be one of the first, uh, well, not one of the first country, but for the size of our warehouse and what we specialise in. Uh, that's what we're looking at doing. And yeah, it's we're, we're efficient. We're, we're, we're prepping for the new year because obviously our busiest period is January to about April when the, the sort of the health diet season kicks in. Mm-hmm. Plus with all our new products that you're helping us launch as well we're expecting to be really busy. So we've gone from being able to uh, ship sort of, I don't know, 300 parcels a day type a- approach right. to easily two to 3,000 a day now, which is um, gives us the capacity that we need. So it's, yeah, good fun. So so people can contact you directly if they want to use your logistic services still? They can contact me for a cup of tea, a chat, <laughs> talk about keto, Ironman, whatever they fancy, but no. Um, one of the things I would honestly like, and it's pretty busy, but one of the things I'd really like to develop further is that third-party logistics piece of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all been word of mouth at the moment, um, but we kind of do like a little micro-logistics setup. So the, the way I, I, I'm, I'm a startup, yeah, we've been doing 18 months. It's been amazing for 18 months, but uh, Heidi from her company and things like that, we're all startups in this. And the way we try to set it up is, you know what, you haven't got all that logistics and that, and that headache and things like that to deal with. It's gonna, you're gonna have to deal with it when you launch your company. If you want us to take care of it, we'll do it for pretty much no cost, just, just so when it does work for you, you come to us and we can help you. Because if, it, if we have to store your boxes and have your, have your website linked into our, our uh, warehouse, it's really, really easy to do. And you know when you get an order, we ship it out. You know the order before ten, it'd be the same day, and it it just helps you helps we're finding clients not worry about that part of the business. Um, it's actually expanded, and I forgot to even mention to you. Um, we've now launched a customer services uh, part of the business as well. So we now take care of clients, customers. So they uh, email uh, customer website, whatever it is, and it goes through to our. Zendesk infrastructure and we, we actually do their customer services as well. Another thing we're launching because it's just we're doing so much of it. Actually, Alex has asked, just asked a really good question that we probably should have answered anyway. Is the um, third party logistics just for keto products? And uh, no, no. We we think we'll be um, well, I'm I'm a startup entrepreneur. Anything, you know, whatever you fancy. But no, realistically, um, food is the uh, the critical um, the key value add. So mm-hmm. there's, um, there's another great uh, logistics company, much bigger than us, you know, hundreds of million pounds. Um, they're called Habu, and I'd suggest you have a look at them because they're, they're really good in terms of logistics and setup and things like that. But they don't specialise in food. So from a co- so we're just introducing cold storage, frozen storage. Uh, we can do chilled uh, logistics delivery um, because we need to do it ourselves. Um, yeah. we, do, we do glass bottles. We do all sorts of things that... that, um, that and we've learned, you know, we've, we've delivered glass bottles, they've cracked, they've re- destroyed the rest of the product, and we've replaced everything on behalf of the client, because that's the way we operate. You know, it's kind of, we'll, we'll learn, and, and we just want to be the best we can for, for food logistics, really. We, we'd love to be number one. That's amazing. 
Oh, it's interesting, actually. In fact, Alexa said, I've looked on her boo, but I'd rather work with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, you're a star. Give me a call after this. Uh, yeah, actually, just on that. So, um, yeah, I should stop. I should stop hugging. Oh, I've got, where are you based? Um, so, um, they're popping up now. I like this. This is fun. <laughs> um, we're based in Hemel Hempstead. We've got uh, manufacturing in Yorkshire. Um, that, so, we're all over the place. We deliver. Um, I, I should. Well, that's one of the pictures I wanted to show you. We've got and I'm, the Outer Hebrides, um, so the, the, the top northern island, the little tiny right up in the top corner. Uh, I, I can do a like a, uh, a postcode search for my customers. In the last three months, there's three different houses that are bought from us, and we deliver on a regular basis to there. We've wow. got them in Jersey, Guernsey, Isle of Man. Um, it's amazing. We, we were also shipping, and we've got international setup. We were shipping uh, to 15 countries, mm -hmm. all through word of mouth. Um, we're going to really do a big relaunch in Spain. Uh, the reason we stopped is because um, a thing called, what was it called again? Uh, Brexit or something like that it's called. Um, and that just, that, that unfortunately stopped half our uh, business um, for Europe. It's now been fixed that a lot of the couriers have got their own uh, clearance depots. They've actually, they've actually built their own clearance centres rather than using the local government's ones or the outsourced ones, which means they can get it through. So we can now get to, uh, our fresh product, our bread, to Spain in two to three days, which is bonkers. So um, um, drop, drop Mel uh, an email or whatever, or Mel, maybe you can drop my, my personal email or telephone number uh, to everybody after this call. How did you go about targeting food service slash e-commerce companies? Did you have a plan? Did someone advise you? I've so being being prepared to be lucky, really. So um, I've talked to people on food service, and they go, "Oh, are you with the food services companies?" And they list out four or five names, and I look at them blankly, going, "I've never even heard of those names before." Right? I I know nothing. Um, and it was actually um, speaking to a manufacturer that's already serving the food services companies that then you gets to know you and like you and go, oh, you don't know them. I'll give you a list of the food service companies. And it is, it, it's been like a bit of a journey like that. So um, I think there's, for me, if you're looking, I don't know what your products are, maybe you can send a message, but if you're looking from health products, um, yes, there's a way that, food service companies want to be different because there's 20, 30 food service companies all selling a sandwich, for example, or if they can offer something different to their portfolio, then it makes it much more interesting for, for their customers to say, oh, I'll give it a go. So if you could be slightly different in that regard, that's great. There are also other food service companies and different with COVID slightly because offices have, um, uh, are not as busy as they used to be. There's companies like Sodexo who have a massive network in lots of offices and people gave up sandwiches because it makes you feel bloaty and tired. But now we can reintroduce sandwiches because you're not going to feel bloaty. So Zexo is a, a prime target. So there's different dimensions of food services companies. Um, Mel may know more than I do, to be honest with you. But I'm, I'm, as I learn I'm, those names, I've been more than happy to share them transparently with everybody. Um, more than welcome to do that. That's very kind. Seriously Low Carb Food can be found on seriouslylowcarb.com. Um, if you wish to go and uh, have a look at the product range, they're very good. Um, yeah, and just before we go, I'd just like to say a massive thank you to Andy for joining us today. Um, you're an inspiration. Um, and hopefully everyone else is uh, 
picked up from that too. Thank you again, Andy, and hopefully see everyone sure. next week. All right, Thank take you. care. Take Bye-bye. care, everybody. Bye-bye. If you've got a question about your product development, you can always contact us via the website, www.froghop.co.uk. You can book a free of charge introductory call at www.froghop.co.uk forward slash meet. You'll find a wealth of free resources for starting, developing and scaling your food or drink product and business at www.froghop.co.uk forward slash resources.